Welcome to the Adventure Church Podcast. For more information about Adventure Church, please visit our website at adventurechurch.tv. Now, prepare your heart for a message from God's Word. Today I want to talk to you about some real practical ways that we can make sure that we kind of can avoid this Christmas letdown. And really when it comes down to it, it's all about expectations. And today I've titled the message, Close the Gap. And what I mean by that is when you think about expectations and you have this expectation gap in our life. And here's what it is. I want to explain this. I tell staff this all the time. I learned this lesson a long time ago. In life, you have a a, a level here that you would say, this is the expectation. No matter what you do, if you're in a job, you have a job description, this is the expectation. This is the expectation I have for my family, for my wife, for my career, whatever it is, we have a level of expectation. Then what we have is a level of experience. What actually happens? And everything in between this gap here is called frustration. That's how it is. In life, you think about it. So anything that you need to do, if it's in your job description, I tell staff that all the time. It's like, hey, here's the deal. Here's the, here's the job description. Here's, here's what we need you to do. And you know, here's kind of where you're at. So we can lower the expectation a little bit, but eventually it bottoms out, right? And you got to raise your level of experience and execution to close that gap. And in life, we have the same thing. We have what we expect and then what we actually experience. Clark had all these great expectations of what life was gonna be like, what Christmas was gonna be like, what the family was gonna be like, and then there was this level that he actually experienced, and he had this gap. You know, when we think about it in your own life, uh, maybe the expectation gap was in your marriage where you had all this great idea of what marriage was going to be like and all these plans and I can't wait to be married. And then you get married and you realize, okay, you know, uh, it's not the notebook. Um, it's not, you know, exactly what I thought. You know, um, we have some differences. You know, my husband snores really loud and, you know, I, you had your routine and now it's all messed up and you, like, I just can't wait to have kids and then you throw kids in the mix and your life really uh, takes a turn for the worse. Um, but you have this lap, you know, with, with Jess, you know, she definitely experienced this gap in her expectations and what she thought it was going to be like and thankfully for her, I just exceeded all of those expectations that she ever could have imagined. You know, Ephesians 3.20 says, you know, that God can do immeasurably more than you could ever imagine or expect. And I did that for Jess, not really at all. But, but we have these expectations, and when they don't get met, we can really be let down, and we could very, be very frustrated. So today we're going to talk about how do we have realistic expectations? How do we close that gap from what we expected to happen, what we expect, and what we actually experience In the Bible, there was a story of Mary, really the Christmas story, where things probably didn't go the exact way that Mary thought when it came to her life, when it came to her marriage, and it came to her experience with kids. Let's read this in Matthew chapter 1, 18 through 25, out of the New International Version today. It said this, this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, Christmas, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, before they, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Can we just stop right there? I mean, is that, is that, a, that, that kind of was probably messing her expectations up a little bit. She's pledged to be married to a man, and all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit, God, an angel comes to her and says, you're going to give birth to the Son of God. 
And it's gonna happen before you get married. Expectation versus experience. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you will give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him. He took Mary home as his wife, but he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and they gave him the name of Jesus. So obviously, the expectations here were were different than what she expected. So today we're going to talk about how do we manage your expectations to limit frustration to close that gap. And the first thing that we need to do to close the gap is this, is you need to express what you expect. Look at your neighbor and say, express. Express. Luke, Luke, the, the story also, the, the Gospels, Matthew and Luke, tell the story of, of Mary and Joseph. And in Luke chapter 1, verse 35 through 36 and 37 through 38, it said this. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin? So the, the angel comes to her and says, hey, look, we're gonna, you're going to give birth to the son. And the angel gave her the answer of what would happen. And Mary answered, said, I am the Lord's servant. May your word be fulfilled. Then the angel left here. Here's the deal. Mary didn't just get all this information and go, okay, well, probably it's an angel. It's God. I should just, you know, zip it and be quiet and just, you know, move on and and hope that everything works out. No, she asked a question. She wanted to know, how is this going to work out? And she got the answer, and then she understood. A lot of times when, when it comes to expectations in our life and those being unmet expectations is simply because we fail to communicate what we expect. When it comes to Jess and I, again, you know, my lovely wife, she's not here today, she's home with some sick kids, but when it comes to our relationship, we have a rule, and Jess is a very, if you know her at all yet, she's very non-confrontational, she's very just go with the flow, very passive, which works out great for me, you know, I just run all over, I'm just kidding, uh, you know, but, but that's just the way that she is. That's her personality. That's how she is. And so a lot of times I will upset Jess and do something that upsets her. And it'll be two or three weeks later that she'll go, you know, we'll be in a fight. And she'll like use it as ammunition. Yeah, we fight. It's okay. You know, just like you guys do, we fight. And, and so she'll use it as like ammo. Well, remember three weeks ago when you did that? I was really mad too. And I just didn't say anything. I'll go, well, that's not good, you know. And I always tell her, if I don't know, if you don't tell me, then I don't know. Just assume I always don't know. And so that's the deal. And so we have a rule. If I upset her or do something to not meet her expectations and she's frustrated, she has 24 hours to talk to me about it. And then once the 24 hours is up, she can no longer use that against me in the court of Kyle. It does not work. That's the way that it has to be. And so that's the rule. So she brings some up and says, uh, 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 24-hour rule. You know, you got to tell me. If, I, if you don't tell me, I don't know. And I think a lot of times when it comes to our family and all those things, that most of the time our expectations aren't met and we're frustrated because we've never expressed what we expect to happen. Most of us express frustration instead of what our expectations are. We do it backwards. 
So we have these expectations. We never tell people what they are. We never tell our spouse. We never tell our family. And then they don't meet them. And then we express very quickly our frustration and that they didn't meet our expectations. We complain about it. We get upset about it. So you have to make sure that we don't talk about the problem, that we talk to the problem. So that's a lot of us what we do, and I'm, I'm guilty of this too. So your sister comes over for the holidays, and, and you expected you know, her to do this and to do that, and she doesn't do it, so who do you go talk to? Usually your mom or someone else in the family, and you go, can you believe she came and she didn't do what she said? I knew, I knew her kid was going to do that. I knew she wasn't going to bring the food that she said, right? And we have these expectations that we have to be met. We never really express what they were. Instead of talking to the person about the problem, we talk about the problem to someone else, and it never gets solved. And so practically, we have to express what we expect. So what do you expect from your family for the holidays? As if you're hosting, if you're going somewhere, if you're traveling somewhere, the busyness, the craziness, the chaos of the holidays, what do you expect? You need to express it. Talk to your family members. If people are coming over and staying at your house, tell them what your expectations are. Hey, take your shoes off. You know, we don't wear our shoes on the carpet in our house. You know, that's a, 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 but what are your expectations? What do you think? What do you want to happen? Express what those are. But most of the time, we don't express it, and we get passive aggressive, right? So we expect our sister to help us cook the meal, and so she's not in there, and so we're in the kitchen banging on stuff and putting stuff together, and, you know, we expect the husband to help wrap the presents and get them ready, and he's watching the game, and you're folding and getting real loud, and he doesn't even understand, right? That's what we do. So we express our frustration, but we don't express our expectations. What do you expect from your family? What do you expect from God? What do you want God to do in your life? This is what the season is all about. What are you expecting from him this Christmas? The Bible says that we are to pray, that we are to uh, talk to God, that we are to be in relationship with him. And it also tells us that we have not because we've asked not. And so Jesus, what do you expect from God? What do you want him to do in your life? You need to express to God through prayer what your expectations are. And I think the golden rule to make sure that we can limit our frustration when it comes to expectations is to expect more from yourself than you do anyone else. Just expect more from yourself. Already, right now, set the expectation. I'm gonna have to do more than everyone else. I'm gonna be the one who carries this load. And never expect someone to do something for you that you're not willing to do for them. I know I struggle with that one. I expect other people to kind of help me and to do things, and I put expectations on Jess and my family, and and I I put expectations on them that I really wouldn't even want to do myself. So we have to make sure that we express what we expect. Very practical today. The second thing that we need to do to close the gap between our expectations and our experience is that you need to expect the unexpected. Go ahead and prepare now. Let me just tell you, let me, everyone in here, your holiday plans aren't going to be perfect, okay? Let's just, let's just expect that. The unexpected is going to happen. Think about Mary. Mary is, you know, what an awesome thing. We think about Mary, and she was the, the mother of Jesus. Like, what an amazing experience that God picked her, and he, he hand-chose her, and, and the Holy Spirit conceived the Son of God in her, and What an awesome, we still talk about her to this day. Experts believe that Mary was 13 years old. 
She was a teenager. This was teen pregnancy. This was Mari Povich show kind of stuff in her time. Really, let's just be real. She didn't plan on getting pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Try telling that to mom and dad. Hey, I'm pregnant and uh, God did it to me. Right? We, we, you know, we think of this story and we, it's the Christmas story and we glamorize it and it's all this, but let's just be real to where she was in that time. You know, I'm, I'm sure she didn't want to be the talk of the town. That, you know, I'm sure she didn't want to approach Joseph and, and tell her fiance that, you know, hey, I'm, I'm pregnant. You're going to have to adopt the Son of God and we're going to have the responsibility of raising him. Not the easiest thing to do. Her expectations were not what they seemed. And her parents didn't expect their reputation to be questioned and to deal with a daughter who was pregnant and to, to, to go through all these things and, and the talk of the town. And when it comes to the, the, the Griswolds here, you know, Clark set himself up for failure. He had unreasonable and unrealistic expectations. And many of us, when it comes to Christmas and the holidays, again, the anticipation, the excitement, everything that it is, We have expectations that really are just unreasonable and they're not realistic and they're not going to be fulfilled the way that we want. We set ourselves up for disappointment that way. Think about it this way. If you have these high expectations, right, and your family meets them, your spouse, whoever it is, they meet those expectations, you're not even grateful. You're just going, hey, you, you did what I expected you to do. And, then when we, and if they don't meet them, then we're frustrated and we're disappointed. So what do we need to do? We need to, probably most of us need to lower our expectations a little bit. We need to expect the unexpected and realize right now that, hey, it's not going to go according to plan. It's not all going to work out. The more reasonable we are in our expectations, the fewer disappointments we're going to have. The more realistic we are in what actually is going to happen. If we align our expectations with reality, then we will rarely be disappointed. So what's reality for your family? Let's just talk about it. The the table piece probably isn't going to be perfect. And guess what? You know, Aunt Susie or whoever it is in your family, she's not going to change. She's still going to talk too much. She's still going to cause problems. She's still going to be there and and probably annoy some people. The the bread will probably end up getting burnt. And let's just hope your turkey doesn't explode like Clark's, but the food probably won't all going to make out. The kids are going to make a mess. They're probably going to end up breaking something if they're anything like mine. And and someone's going to get in a fight. Family's messy, right? Family's messy. It's a beautiful mess. It's, It's just what it is when you blend people together and you come into the same house and you sit around the same table, problems are going to happen. But oftentimes we have unrealistic expectations, and and if we could just expect the unexpected to happen, that the car may not start and the tire may go flat, if we expect a mess, that's probably reality of what's going to happen. So we have to be realistic in our expectations. So to close that gap, first of all, you have to express what you expect. Communication is key. And then you need to expect the unexpected. And third, and lastly today, is you need to focus on the experience, not the unmet expectations. Let me talk about that. Is that, here's the deal. God always has an experience that he wants us to have. There's always something. There's always something he's trying to do in your life. And God's never surprised. He's never caught off guard. The Bible says he works all things together for the good of those who love them. 
to love him and are called according to his purpose. And, and what we have to realize very quickly, if you haven't already, is that God's purpose doesn't always line up with your plan. It's just not always going to be that way. It's never going to line up perfectly. Mary and Joseph could have missed God's entire purpose if they just would have tossed it aside because, hey, look, this isn't what I expected. This isn't how I thought my life would go. I didn't want it to, ha- to be pregnant and, and before I was married and to deal with the reputation and trying to convince my fiance that we should be. She didn't expect that. And if she would have focused on her unmet expectations, she would have missed what God wanted her to experience. And most of us, we oftentimes find ourselves focusing on our unmet expectations and we miss entirely what God was wanting us to experience. Don't let what you expected to happen keep you from experiencing what God wanted you to experience. God's purpose isn't always for us to get what we want. And that's hard sometimes because we want certain things, we want it to be a certain way, we want it to go very well, but God's purpose may not always be for you to, for your life to go to exactly how you thought it would be, to go according to your plan. I think we need to focus more on what God wants to do in us than more than what's happening around us. I know for me in our, in our life, and, and I talk about my kids a lot and the expectations we have on them and and the way that it goes, and you know, when we were pregnant with Riley, we had no clue that she had any issues. And there was no idea that she had a heart problem. And, and when I went to the hospital, my expectation was that she was going to come home with us two days later. The, the car seat was in place, everything was there, ready to go. Like, that's what we expected to happen. And, and it, it didn't go according to plan. It didn't go according to the doctor's plans. It didn't go according to my plan, and my expectations were not met. But I can tell you that through that experience that God wanted me to go through, he didn't necessarily desire for us to to face those difficulties, but God, if I just would have said, you know what, this this isn't fair, God, I'm I'm done, God, this this isn't what I expect, I've done everything to serve you, I've given my life, I've planted church, doing all this stuff, and and I just just need this one thing, I just need a healthy kid, and, and you didn't give it to me. And I can get mad, and I can turn my back on God, and I can miss what God wants me to experience. And the experience we went through is as difficult and as challenging as it was. I can honestly say now, three years removed, Riley's surgery was December 2nd in 2010, coming up on three-year anniversary of that. that. That three years removed from that, I wouldn't trade that experience for anything. Why? Because God grew me, he grew my family, he grew my relationship with my wife. We're stronger than we've ever been. My faith was increased in ways that, I, that could never have been increased. That, that because of what I went through there, I have the faith to follow God, to, to plant this church and to start another one and to do what God wants me to do. I know because of God's faithfulness to me and that experience, even though my expectations were not met, that God is good, that he's faithful, that he never leaves me, that he never forsakes me. And in the moment of my disappointment, I sense God closer to me than any time he's exceeded my expectations. God wants us to not miss the experience. And so what do we need to do in that? We need to focus on the experience, focus on Jesus, put our our eyes on him and what he wants us to learn. And, And maybe instead of asking the question why, because that's naturally what happens when our expectations are met, why would this happen? Why would this be this way? Why would this? Maybe we need to ask, what does God want me to learn? 
So don't ask why, ask what. God, what do you want me to learn? How does God want you to grow? Who does God want you to impact? So don't ask why, ask what, ask how, ask who. Ephesians 3.20 again says that, now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Sometimes God has to exceed our expectations in a way that doesn't take us higher, but that takes us deeper. So he exceeds our, he can do immeasurably more, but sometimes we gotta go deeper to really experience the fullness of what God wants us to be. So even though, so you can find out that even though your plans might be met, and even though you may be at your lowest point, that God is there with you, and that he won't leave you, and that that's what this story of Christmas is all about, that it said that you will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. But oftentimes, when our expectations aren't met and things don't go according to plan, we just we throw in the towel. God, how could you let this happen to me? Because we're focusing on the unmet expectations instead of focusing on what God really wants you to experience Your plans may be spoiled, but God's purpose is not. There's always purpose in your pain. There's always purpose in your disappointment if you focus on the right things, what God wants you to experience. The band's gonna come. We're gonna close out today. But here's what we need to realize. God's ways are higher than our ways. We don't think on the same Level is him. He is God. He is the creator. He knows the very beginning from the very end. He knows exactly where you're at. He knows exactly the the part of the story that you're in and, and, and whether your expectations are met or not. But the thing that he wants us to do is to focus on him, that he loves you, that he's with you, that he'll never leave you, he'll never forsake you. And if we can make sure that what we expect and the gap between what we experience, we can close that gap if we'll simply, one, express what we expect, two, expect the unexpected, the, have realistic expectations, don't set yourself up for the Christmas letdown, the Clark's Christmas letdown, don't allow the anticipation of it to be the highlight of it, but focus really on what's important. And in any situation in your life, whether the good, the bad, the ugly, no matter where it is at, no matter where you are at, the main focus should always be, God, what are you trying to do? God, what do you want to do in me? Because God loves you, and he has a plan for you. And sometimes we got to go through those times to realize that he is with us, that his desire is to not always give us exactly what we want, but his desire is that his purpose will be fulfilled in our life, that we will grow, we will uh, get closer to him, that we will experience the fullness of God's grace and his love and his mercy for us. So today, I don't know exactly where you are at and exactly what expectations maybe for you have been unmet. And maybe some of you, it's, you know, the holidays approach and, you know, you immediately go to that loved one that you lost and Christmas isn't necessarily the most joyful time of the year because of the strain that's in your family and 
the relationships that are broken right now and you're just saying I just I need God to do something in, in my family I need God to heal this relationship I need God to do something in me again God's desire isn't that we always just get what we want God wants us to grow in who he is and in those times when we're disappointed and, and we're let down is the times that God is the closest to us when we learn the greatest lessons so today if you'd bow your head and close your eyes with me maybe you're here and you'd say Kyle I've never really put my faith fully in God I'm not living for him I'm not serving him I have sin in my life that I've never repented of I've never confessed before God and And if you were to face God today, you'd be uncertain of where you stand with him. The Bible says that all of us find ourselves in that position and separated from God, needing his love. And that's what Jesus is all about. That's what Christmas is all about, that God so loved the world that he gave his son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life because of what Jesus did. Not because of what you did, but because of what he did. By simply confessing our need for him and our faith and our belief in him, that Jesus came, that he lived and he died, that he rose again by confessing our faith in him. The Bible says when we do that, God is faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins, to give us new life in him.